Good morning, everyone. It's good to be with you today after quite a long break. And uh, we're going to stay in our studies in Jeremiah for a little bit longer. And this morning I want to look at one of the passages that is best known in this book. And that is the story about the potter. It's from Jeremiah chapter 18, uh, verses 1 to 10. I'm just going to read them with you. And then we'll have a look at them together. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter does, declares the Lord. Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. If at any time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down and destroyed, and if that nation I warned repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. And if at another time I announce that a nation or kingdom is to be built up and planted, and if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. And that concludes our reading at verse 10 of Jeremiah 18. I'm indebted in this morning's talk for a chat that I had with a professional potter who is called David Wicks, who used to make pots for the National Trust. And David helped me a lot on this passage because there were some things in it which I found really, really difficult to understand. The first thing to notice, of course, is that the design for the pot begins in the mind of the potter. In other words, when he starts working on the clay, he has already conceived what he wants to make from it. And that's very important. Otherwise, the working of the potter would be pointless because he had nothing in mind to form. And so we need to know that the, the Lord's design is something which is present in his mind. In fact, we're told in Romans chapter 8 that uh, his function is that you and I might be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. What a wonderful concept for a lump of clay. And this really runs right through this lovely story where Jeremiah is giving the order of the potter and his working with the clay. Just to notice, Jeremiah was told to go down to the potter's house and the next verse starts with the word, so I went down to the potter's house. And his obedience is one of the things which shows through so clearly in this lovely book which carries his name. He does that which the Lord tells him to do. We're going to discover in a week or two that he found that way very difficult. But nevertheless, that was that which he had chosen to embark upon, to do that which the Lord wanted them to do. And there's a great lesson for each of us there, that you and I have to do what the Lord would have us do. If we're going to know the fullness of his blessing and the design which he has in his mind being accomplished in our lives. 
And then you notice there are two factors in fulfilling the design that he has in his mind. He's working at the wheel and the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So you have both thoughts, the thought of being in his hands and the thought of the clay being on the wheel. I'm going to suggest to you this morning that the wheel brings us a picture of our life circumstances, the turning of it, the general mundane uh, reality of each of our lives. And the thing that really makes the difference is not so much the turning of the wheel as the working of the hands of the potter. The Lord has placed us where he wants us to be. And, you know, the scripture is full of statements that imply that. You'll remember from Job 23, the scripture says, He knows the way that I take. In other words, the way that I take is not coincidental. Again, in Isaiah 30, this is the way walk ye in it. And Psalm 37, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So in each instance, there is this thought that the Lord is actively engaged in doing that which he chooses and working our lives as he sees fit. So it's an amazing thing that we're in the potter's hands and we're on the potter's wheel. Each is part of his design and each is part of that which he wants to do in us and through us. In fact, there's a verse in Philippians chapter 2, which I'm sure you know, it is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God working within us. And just as the hands of the potter are in the clay and also are around the clay, so we are fully in his hands and his purposes are absolute for us. He knows exactly what he wants to do with it. It's interesting too that you have the little phrase that the potter shapes the pot as seems best to him. So as he knows what he's doing, he wants us just as clay to, to rest in his hands so that he can work in us. But one of the things I didn't understand and I asked David Wicks about was verse 4. The pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So I asked David, was the, the potter's hands at fault? And he said, no, no, of course not. It's the clay. Sometimes the clay hasn't been worked properly. There's little hard bits in it that haven't been softened by water. And then when the hands are working with the clay, they score the pot that the, the potter is working on because of the hardness within the, the particles of clay. And also at times there are air bubbles within the clay. And whenever the potter has his hands about the clay, it breaks through into an air bubble and causes a problem with the pot. But the amazing thing is that the potter doesn't discard the clay. He, he makes it again, shaping it as seemed best to him. He makes it into another pot. And that's a very important principle. I think sometimes we feel that our lives are not working out as they should and that's probably true uh, but the skill of the potter is such that he can make again our lives as he chooses 
and makes us into another pot. I'm sure you remember that when the Lord was calling his disciples, one of the things that he said to them was, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. This, the Lord's design for them was that they should become fishers of men and he makes them. And so for you and I, he takes this clay, which is our lives, and he makes it as, he makes us as it seems best to him. All we need to do is follow. And he restores long lost years and he brings us into a fresh experience of himself and he makes of the clay another pot. I suppose the further thing that we need to say is that the clay is completely in the potter's hands. The clay yields to the pressures which the potter brings. In Romans 9, there's a little verse, has not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one noble vessel or one for common use? The responsibility of the clay is to remain in his hands so that he can make us as seems best to him. The clay never sees the design or never understands the design. It's only the potter who knows what the design is. His way is, is always the best way. You may remember that Mary said to his disciples on one occasion at the wedding in Cana, whatever he says to you, do it. Whatever he says to you, do it. So he works within our lives for his wider purpose and works in such a way as to bring his inventiveness to full fruition. There is one final thing that I want to say in this short talk this morning and that is once the pot has been made for it to become truly functional it has to be fired in a kiln. The temperature has to be raised probably to about 800 degrees centigrade and then the clay changes the clay actually becomes ceramic and at that point it becomes useful. At that point you can put the vessel into water or any other substance and it will retain the, the water because the clay has been turned into ceramic. But the, the temperature has to be raised in order for that to happen. And sometimes in our life we go into these periods and discover that the Lord has got a way of dealing with us which is uncomfortable, but which may well make us more useful as we begin to be shaped and fired by him. And there's something of that in the latter part of our passage. When the word of the Lord comes to Jeremiah, can I not do with you as this potter does? You're in my hand, O house of Israel. If at any time I announced that a nation or kingdom was to be uprooted, torn down and destroyed, and if that nation I warned repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. So the Lord takes us through circumstances in order to change it, in order to make us more useful for the wider purpose that he has for us. And so with the clay, it's put through the kiln and fired. And incidentally, when the clay is fired in the kiln, 
it will reveal actually of what type the clay is. Because if there is a flaw hidden within the pot, the kiln in its high temperatures will cause the pot to rupture and be destroyed. But if it is as it should be, and is fired according to the purposes of the potter, then it becomes exactly what he has made, made it to be. And you, are, you and I are in that lovely circumstance and situation where the Lord will take us through various vicissitudes so that we might learn that his way is perfect and that he has got wider purposes for us than we could possibly imagine. I mean, if I had thought 50 years ago when I began preaching that I would have the privilege of speaking to you, the folk that I know so well now in great parks, and have the privilege of just speaking to you of such an important passage, I, I wouldn't have believed it. But the ways of the Lord are perfect and, and he chooses the way that we take. And I do trust as we face the difficulties of this period in our history, uh, both as a nation and perhaps as a church, when we can't fellowship together the way we normally would have, that we will learn whatever lessons the Lord has for us, that we'll trust him and learn to walk with him perhaps in a, in a fresh and new way, that we'll discover for ourselves that that which the Lord has for us is always for the best. I do trust that you will have a, a safe and healthy week and that the Lord will continue to keep you in his hands as the potter does the clay. Let's just spend a quiet moment and we'll turn to the Lord in prayer and commit this brief talk to him. Father, we thank you for Jeremiah's response to you and the way in which he was uh, so free to go to the potter's house and learn there the lessons that you had for him. We thank you that for many, many people, this little passage in Jeremiah has been hugely important in their lives. And we pray for each of us this morning in the circumstances that we face this week, that we'll just learn to, to be in the potter's hands, to be upon his wheel, to find our lives directed by himself, so that in the days ahead we may know more of his will for us. So we submit again to your authority, Father, and place our lives into your hands, and ask only that your name may be uplifted and blessed. We give you thanks in our Saviour's name. Amen. Well, as I've already said, I do trust that you'll have a great week this week, and that in the isolation, we'll have time just to think of that which the Lord speaks to us about. God bless you. <laughs>